This is the Straight from the Net podcast with Jamie and Danielle. We say bad words and talk about inappropriate things that you may not want your coworkers, small children, or the easily offended to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everybody. This is uh, Straight from the Net podcast, and I'm Danielle. And I'm Jamie. In the past five minutes, we have not received any emails with bios or anything for Danielle's brother or Danielle. <laughs> as far as we know. But, no, of course we didn't get anything yet. <laughs> but her neighbor just scared the living shit out of me. I was outside and it's dark out. Which, by the way, I love that you have a little street lamp in your yard. That is the cutest thing. <laughs> and your porch light flickers. You should know that. Um, yeah, I don't know why. But I was outside and I was standing and I was looking at across the street neighbors' um, Halloween decorations and I look up, and there's this guy standing in the window, and he's got his hands and his face pressed up against the window, and I s- screamed. And he chuckled and shut the scr- the curtain on me, but he pretty much, I almost shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> he scared the piss out of me. So now we know that Danielle's across the street neighbors are a good time. They seem like they're a good time. Like, I haven't really spoken to them too much. Like, I've waved and said hello and things like that, and they, they do seem like they're a good time. Like, they seem like... You know, we want like to get in with them because I feel like they have good cookouts. Yeah, and I feel like I need to have neighbors I can drink on the weekends with and play cards with or something. I feel like, like that would make me feel good to have like people ne- nearby. And they have a dog, and you love the dogs. I do. Like there's a German Shepherd. Oh, and when it's their daughter so came with the other German Shepherds, they oh, were so yeah. excited to see each other, and they ran around. It was the cutest thing. Oh, it really was. Um, but we we need to digress a little bit and go back, but. We wanted to do a shout out again for the fact that we are now streaming on WMLD, the Voice of Hudson Radio, or Voice of Hudson Valley Radio in New York. Oh, shit, I ruined it. And no, no, it's okay. Um, I just wanted to go back a little bit because you know we have a lot of new listeners right now, um, which we're so grateful for, and thank you guys so much for subscribing to us on our um, on our SoundCloud account, which is SoundCloud.com/straight from the net. Um, people seem to be finding us. Uh, we just thought we would do like a little intro for the new listeners, um, especially coming out of Hudson Valley, who are like, who the hell are these girls? So, I'm Danielle and Jamie, and we've known each other since we were six years old. We kind of grew up in the hood together. We've always known each other our whole entire lives, and we thought it would be a good idea to do a podcast because everybody else is doing it, so we should too. And and we're very funny. We think we're funny. And Some Hud- people probably don't think we're funny, but I think we're hilarious, and those people can go fuck off. Hudson Valley, <laughs> you're going to love my family. Yeah, there are will. so many stories. They're, they're a hot fucking mess, but they're mine, and I love them. So, and the basis of our podcast is we, we are, we're always on social he, social media all the time. Uh, mostly, like, like, Facebook and just different yeah, like things. like normal people. Like normal people. And I've never really had a podcast, or I haven't heard one yet, and I'm probably wrong, and people are going to write to me like, yes, there is. There's, like, 5,500 of them. Where, like, I haven't heard a podcast where they break down, like, the events or, like, or things that you see on your Facebook feed. Right. And mostly it's like articles that we read, but we also talk about memes that we see. We see, uh, like, we've made fun of people's kids. Yeah. We have no boundaries at this point. But it's now that we're bad. on the radio, we're going to try to not call people out by their government. Yeah, we have their government names. We have name dropped quite a lot. Yeah, we'll we name a, drop we when it's good. We have a problem, and we need to, we need to get it in. We, we do. Like, eventually people are going to be like, I'm suing you. They're That's... waiting for us to be millionaires. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're like, don't do it yet. Just wait. Just see what's happening. What's going to happen? If they become millionaires, then we're going to do it. But 
So basically, we're like, you know what? Let's talk about stuff that we see on the internet. We'll weave it in with stories from our lives. We do it all the time. We talk about our kids. We've talked about our friends. We talk about other things that stupid ass shit that we've done. And we just thought it would be a good time. And so far, it has been a really good time. It has been so fun. We're now in week 16. Yeah, we're in week 16. And what we thought would be great is, you know what? We're on the radio now. Like, we're kind of becoming big time. We're going to start doing exclusive content specifically to the radio show. So you guys are going to get the podcast dropped on you guys um, a week before everybody else is going to get it. Or a couple days. Yeah. Before everybody else is going to get it. Because we want you to know that we love you guys up there. We're so grateful to be with you guys. Um, we can't wait to see what's going to come of this stuff. We would love to see all the different things that you guys go through up there in Hudson Valley. And Thanks for letting us do this, Louie. Yeah, thank you so much for just giving us this shot. And we hope that we don't disappoint you. And if we do, we don't fucking care. We don't. <laughs> but we're really, really super grateful for you at the same time. Um, so we just thought we would give like a little introduction and who we are and what we're doing. And now we can kind of like... Get down, girl. Get down. Get down. Like, we can just, you know, get into it now. We can. What you got? So, oh, we got to talk about Ariel's wedding. Okay. We got to talk about Ariel's wedding. Okay, so we have a friend. Her name's Ariel, and she's been married for 10 years. And funny story about every time something really great happens with Ariel, how it turns out shitty for me. So, (laughs) (laughs) okay, so... Ariel got married 10 years ago. Ariel's fabulous, by the way. It's super duper fabulous. We love her. I think we actually mentioned her probably on whatever the time when we went to the paparazzi party. We talked about Ariel then. And she was like, I don't know which one you talked about me on. I'm like, and you obviously didn't listen to all of them because it's on there somewhere. I just can't remember when. When I mention people, I don't tell them which ones, so they have to listen to all of them. (laughs) (laughs) That's our main plan. (laughs) So anyway, so Ariel got married 10 years ago to the love of her life named Scott. And back then when she got married, my husband and I had just split up three split up three months before. So when I went this time, or when I went that time, I was a fucking mess. Like a hot mess. Like I was drinking all the time. I didn't know what to do with myself. Like it was just, it was not, it wasn't okay. It took me about six months to rebound and get my shit together. So now they just renewed their vows. So I know we keep saying her wedding, but she actually renewed her vows and we kept thinking, what is she going to do? Because there ain't no party like a fucking aerial party. Okay, girls and, they and boys. they baptized their youngest. During... Which was like, ended up being like a surprise. Like, oh, by the way, it's also a baptism. And we're like, okay, we're here. You know, <laughs> we're here for it. Um, but Janie kind of made fun of me because they did the sacrament. And <laughs> she was like, really? And I was like, that's real wine in there. Because sometimes when you go to some churches, it's just like grape juice. No. It was straight up wine. That was a nice church. That it was, was a, a very, church. very nice church. Here's it the was. thing, though. I'm not religious at all. I am mm-hmm. a very, like, sky, I call him Sky Daddy. Danielle, on the <laughs> other hand, is very religious. But sort of. It, like, I'm, like, religious adjacent. Right. <laughs> because so, most religious people are going to be like, not with that now. So, it's a Catholic church. There was a lot of up and down, up and down, yeah, up, up and sit, down. Stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. It was workout for me. Like, a big workout. <laughs> I know. Like, like, and I had to get up again. Every time I had to get up, I was like, "Jesus Christ!" Oh, I know. I was like, "Oh dear God!" What was it that we were talking about? Were we talking about getting blowjobs in the pews? What was it that we were saying? You were like, "Did you just say that in church?" You did say something about giving blowjobs, but I can't remember what it was. That I don't know. I, I don't remember what it, it wasn't. Like me saying I wanted to do it. It was something I read or whatever. I can't remember what it was. And you're like, "Really? Did you just say that in church?" I'm like, "Oh my gosh, yes, I did." Look, you notice I just said, "Oh my gosh," right? Because now I'm like. 
I realize that I say, oh my God, all the time. And I'm like, I'm going to have to account for that one Paco's day. Paco's on me about that lately. Like, my boyfriend is Paco, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on me about that <laughs> way. Because I'm always like, my God, or Jesus Christ. And he's like, they have nothing to do with it. Quit saying it. Quit saying I know. It. I say Jesus Christ all the time, too. And I'm a big Jesus Christy person. I think he is scared for my soul. Like, <laughs> he probably should be. But you keep thinking all that charity work. <laughs> You're like, I do I a lot of charity work. Charity work. <laughs> like, she's getting ready to do Toys for Tots. Like, a, um, a drive for Toys for Tots. Yeah, and, you know. The 25th is, you know, zombie prom. So I know. We're going to do the zombie that prom. Yeah. Toys for Tots. And then. Yep. And that gives you a couple more golden bricks up in the, you know, right. the plates upstairs. Right. Like, I'll have enough for my ranch. <laughs> Your three-bedroom, one-bath ranch. If you guys don't know what the hell we're talking about, you got to go back and listen to episode 14. I, I don't want to, like, tell you what it is because I want you to hear the joy of it live. And I kept saying the wrong thing. It, basically, it was um, she's going to heaven above the poverty line. Like, she won't go to, like, the big heaven. She's going to go to heaven above the poverty line. And I kept saying hell above the poverty line i noticed that i'm like i kept saying it over and over again and people are gonna be like no gosh darn you if she will she willikers like so anyway golly gee back to to ariel's renewal ceremony okay so this woman comes down in a gown that was so blinged out i was blinded temporarily it was beyonce-esque and she looked amazing, by the way. She did. Let me tell you how good Ariel looks and everything that she wears. But the thing is... When it was a little shocking, though, wasn't it? When she came down the aisle, I for all you 80s babies, 90s babies, actually everybody knows, Michael Jackson, the video Remember the Times, which... Remember the Times. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So... It reminded me of something somebody would wear in that video. Like, she was just coming to America. Like, oh, my God. And she waved. She waved at us she all. Because it was, like, very silly. The yeah. royalty she was. Uh, she is royalty. She but always this, will be. This dress was bling. It was amazing. But it was so funny because I had said, I wonder if she'll wear her original dress. To be like, look at me. I can still fit in this motherfucker ten years later. And you're like, no, she's going to wear something new. I'm like, let's see. And then she got to the end. The doors open. I'm like, she wore something new. And then I told her afterwards, I was like, I had wondered if you're going to wear it. She was like, girl, I was thinking about it because I still can fit in it. I'm like, I bet you can. Like, it was just so funny. But, um, yeah, it was a really good time. So then afterwards. <laughs> oh, Cirque to Ariel. So afterwards we go and we're all sitting in our beautiful backyard and we're eating, like, little sliders and, like. Oh, that food was so good. Like, buffalo wings. And it was a very good catering um and we were sitting there, and there's a swing set in the yard, and I'm thinking... Well, it kind of looked like a swing set, but it looked like, set, a, it looked like a very swing. tiny swing set. Yeah, I thought it was for the baby, because they have, right. like, a little boy. So I was like, I didn't think anything of it. Yeah, She's got a little boy, two little boys. Mm-hmm. This woman came out with a hoop, and she put that hoop on, and not to mention an outfit change, because then she came out in a full-on, blinged out, like, her wedding dress, well, her she renewal dress, bodysuit. Mm-hmm. And she started swinging around and twirling around in this hoop, and I had never seen anything like it. And Danielle she said... She did a great job. She did. She did beautifully. She did. She's she's just such she an looked, amazing human being. She looked being. beautiful doing it. She did. And Danielle said, there's going to be a spectacle. It's Ariel. And I had no idea. Yeah. Like, I'd have thought, like, maybe fireworks or, like, fire eaters or, like... Yeah, I would have... Fire jugglers. eaters. Yep, and jugglers. Yeah, probably with her. I uh-huh. had no idea that the show was going to be her. Well, she's always been into Cirque du Soleil. Like, she's always been into all those Cirque shows and everything. So, she constantly goes to them. Time. Time. I saw this meme on Facebook where there's, like, stupid things people say. Right. And one of those girls were like, I can't wait to go see Cirque du Soleil. (laughs) 
Circus Olay. Olay. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, did the circus go to Mexico? <laughs> I'm sure it did, but that's not this one. Um, but she's always been into that. Um, she's uh, always actually she's interesting because there's so much she does. She sings. She plays the piano. Um, she was acting for a while. We went and saw her in Rent. She did such a great job. I mean, this whatever she wants to do, she's like, I'm doing this. And she does it like splendidly every time. Bitch, that's so, what we're doing right now. We're doing this fucking splendidly. Oh, splendidly. we are pretty splendidly at this too. But she's just a very unique, very amazing person. And it's funny, like we don't even get to see each other all the time. And she still like invites me to everything. And I'm like, oh, I'm fucking going. Because I'm going to eat well. And your shit's going to be on fire. Like, I'm going to have I thought a, she was going to talk about something. on fire. And I was like, if she jumps through a flaming hoop, I'm done. Well, so yeah. <laughs> so she started learning how to do some of the Cirque moves on her own. Like, you know, and I was like, well, I would never even think to do that. You know what I mean? But then again, my hobbies are a little different. And I do write and all these things. Her, so that is what I do. Her freaking very instructor fun. was like in tears behind her. She was so and... happy and so proud of her. And like, it's so funny. And like, her husband's like so quiet. I think in like the last, because I knew her before they even got married. So 12 years I've known her now, probably, give or take. And I probably can count on one hand how many words that man has ever said to me, period, ever. Like, he never says a word. And I know why. Because sometimes when you're, like, that flamboyant like she is and, like, so alive and has so much going on, you need somebody who just sort of shuts the fuck up. Because could you imagine if there's two of them? Oh, my God. I love that you introduced me to her. I'm so happy that oh I Oh, my. She's Larry just, o. like, the coolest person ever. And it was – oh, so this time we go to a renewal of vows, and Roger and I are broken up. And I'm like, why is it every time I come to something for you where you're doing something for your marriage and in my relationships take a shit? And she was like, girl, I was going to tell you. That too, but I didn't want to be insensitive. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. And, and because they just bought a new house too. Like that was their present to themselves. So they bought this beautiful house. And uh, she was taking me for a tour. And I was like, did you notice? And she was like, Errol, I was going to say it, but I didn't want to. Because I didn't know if you were going to get upset. And I was worried that I was going to be upset. I thought I was going to be crying or whatever. And I wasn't. I was just so happy to be you, there. You had it together. I did, well, not only that, but it, I didn't even want to cry. It was interesting. No, like, you I didn't were so cry. happy for them. I was so happy for them. And then she and came out to the Cirque de Ariel. I was just bitter. I was like, here she is renewing her vows after 10 years, and I can't even get a motherfucking name change. <laughs> I can't even get the first one. God, can I please get married? <laughs> can I please don't get married? But we just, we had to do a special shout out for Ariel. And um, thank you so much for having us at your vow renewal. We were just so That's pleased that we could be there. shout out. Ariel, you just took up like a quarter of our podcast. No. Well, we talked a little bit about who we are first. I'm we had to sure. talk about that too. But uh, I, I had said to her, I was like, oh, we're definitely going to talk about this this one because this was so interesting. Like, whoever, like, does that? You know, I've never been to a wedding when anybody's ever done something so unique. And it was just such a good time. Actually, um, my friend Autumn mm-hmm. had full-on fire eaters and jugglers and shit at her wedding. Oh, I know, but like, this flaming is... hoops and shit. I, well, I don't know. I think it'd be di- – did she do them? Did she do it? Yeah, she hired professionals. No. Well, thank you, Ariel, again, for having us there. I'm so happy that I could be there, and I'm so excited for you guys, and I can't wait to see what's to come. And you know what? Like, can you have another baby or, like, have another party or something soon? Because, you know, a girl needs to eat, and I need to have another story to talk about on the podcast. Because my life's otherwise pretty boring. So thank you for that. Mine's <laughs> not. <laughs> Your life's not boring? No. Do you have any articles? I actually have a couple things going on that I wanted to talk about. This one, I gotta just, can I talk about this one before I fucking lose my entire mind? Because it's making its rounds, and it's so fucking weird that I want to follow this through and figure out what's going to end up happening. Because it's going to be a spectacle for years to come, I think. So, apparently, I don't know how this, it's the whole thing so fucking weird, and little bits and pieces are still coming out about it. But it's a man 
Candyman 58 dubbed Joseph the Austrian imprisoned family for nine years in secret room at a Dutch farmhouse waiting for end of times. And I guess he was their former next door neighbor. And it, as it emerges, some of the victims that are stuck on, below can't, don't even speak anymore. What? So it's really weird. All right. So let me break this down quick because more and more stuff's coming out. And I'm going to follow along with it and give updates because it's just so fucking bizarre. I don't even know what to do with it. So the family was living like in a townhouse somewhere in Austria or whatever. I have to look at it. Yeah, I'm thinking it was. It's 60 miles, well, 60 miles north of Amsterdam is where this happened. So anyway, so there's this family that lives in sort of like a townhouse. And all of a sudden, this like handyman kind of guy like moves in next to them or whatever. And other neighbors of theirs, God, I keep getting these weird pop-ups, were saying how weird he kind of was, like the handyman guy was. So they're like, it's just really odd. And then all of a sudden, um, the family sort of like left, like just one day. All of them were like gone. So this is what they're saying about him. And let me just tell you how fucking crazy this shit is. And it gets weirder and weirder as it goes on. So Joseph Bruner, 58, is accused of keeping the family, including pensioner Geert Van Dorsten and his five adult children, adult children, beneath the floor of a remote property as they waited for the world to end. Bruner has been arrested for imprisoning the family in a secret room as it emerged that some of the alleged victims can no longer speak. The family of six were discovered after the eldest son, 25, walked to a nearby bar in Runer World, 60 miles north of Amsterdam on Sunday, ordered five beers, and asked for help. So let me just stop real quick there. So this, the oldest son. Is it the oldest son? Of this family that they imprisoned. Okay. All right. But the weird thing is, is that he's been on social media for like a year. Like, he's on Twitter and shit, like, posting selfies and stuff. Like, I have all these different articles, so I was, like, trying to piece them all together. And obviously he could walk to a fucking bar. Somehow he, like, got away. I don't, but I don't know that he even got away. I don't know what the hell's going on, but he just, like, he's been on social media. People, like, didn't know that any of this was even going on because he just posts on social media and all the, and it's just, it's so fucking bizarre. It's like, well, wait, if he's in prison and he needed help, why wouldn't he just, you know what I mean? And not only that, but if he's posting on social media, he knows... Like, people aren't dying. Like, it's not the end of the world. It's been nine years. You think it'd be the end of the world? It's just so fucking bizarre. So, anyway. Um, officers found his four brothers and sisters, aged between 18 and 25, along with their father in a room hidden behind a staircase. Now, a former neighbor has revealed how Brunner lived next door to the off-grid family for a brief period in Haslitz, the Netherlands. So, then it kind of goes on. And they, oh, my God, this thing. There is so many, like, pop-ups on here. It's, like, so obnoxious. Um, so they basically go on, like, some of the neighbors talk about how it was just, like, very odd. Like, the people, like, the family themselves were a little odd because they were, like, off the gritters. They, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, but they were okay. But the handyman was just very, very odd. So it says, I just, I want to kind of, like, move on. Like, see, like, in the article, like, this is him posting on social media. The oldest son. So it's, like, really super weird. Um, not long after the... Not long after, the family had left, but they continued to pay the rent for the house. One of the daughters lived in the house for a while. I think she was 16. But a short time later, when someone from the housing association came around, the house was vacated. That's what one of the neighbors were saying as to where these people went. Because they just disappeared all of a sudden. Like, everybody just disappeared. Um, anyway, so, let me see. Place. Like, out in the, like, farmland somewhere. They set up, like... A bunker. Like, a bunker. 
But not only did they set up a bunker, like, they set up, like, a self-sufficient place. Like, they have, like, all their vegetables. And they survived off of basically be, becoming vegan, basically, or whatever. And, or not vegan. I don't know what you want to call it. Because they were living off the goat's milk, too. They had one goat that they lived off his milk. And then they planted all their own shit. And they ate off that food. So everything was very self-sustaining. So, like, nobody knew that where they were. But the handyman would go into town all right, get supplies, bring them back to this house for these people, and then he would go off and live somewhere else. So I'm like, did he really imprison them? What was going on? Because clearly this guy, the oldest son, was on social media. You know what I mean? Like the oldest son that was apparently in prison. But then they were they had a self-sustaining farm. So they ate off this farm. So whatever supplies that guy gave them was to like sustain this farm and like toiletries or what, whatever it was. So I'm like, were they really imprisoned or not? Like, it's just so fucking bizarre. Like, I have no idea what's... And little bits and pieces keep coming out more and more because they're like, these people were so fucking weird. And I'm just... I, I don't know. I, I got to keep you guys all in it because these... It, the more and more things come alive or come out about it, the more you're like, what would happen? So this is what they're saying. I would see him every day, but he would just say hello. Only wants to look inside his work premises and I saw a trailer behind a wall where he was living. I could never have imagined that he had another home... And six people were in there. He never, ever talked about friends or anybody. So it's just like, what the hell? Like, this is what, like, somebody else is saying. Like, he didn't live in that place. Like, he lived somewhere else. That's crazy. And he was secretive. He never spoke with anybody. He would reverse his blue Volvo onto the drive of his workshop and then go inside for the night. Nobody knew him. He didn't want to speak to anybody. And they called him Joseph the Austrian. And so he's going to appear in court on Thursday, which I guess would have been this Thursday, and I missed it because I don't know what happened. As it emerged, the family can barely talk and speak in a fantasy language after spending nine years in isolation. But oh, were they really in isolation like or not? Now. Have you ever seen the movie now? Chicka, chicka, bang. No. Staying away. No. Jodie Foster. It's no. It's really a movie. It's, it's hard to explain, so you'll have to watch it. But how is, weird is that, though? That is weird. But speaking of people being buried underground... Okay. Um, serial killer John Wayne Gacy's property where uh, 33 boys right. were murdered um, went out went up for sale for, get this, $459,000. Oh, my God. Want to buy the house that sits on a lot where John, Wacy, John Wayne Gacy murdered 30, 33 people? Not exactly genius marketing, sure, but it's... Yes, it is. But the pads hit the market and it's getting a lot of buzz. Well, that's because true crime is so big right now. The house where police made the grisly discovery of 29, ri 29 rotting bodies back in 1978 was bulldozed Ugh. a year later. Seven years later, a new house was built on the lot in the modest home. In a mo and a modest home. It's not, and there's not a hint of horror that preceded it. The three-bedroom, two-bathroom two house, it's a, it's a ranch. Oh, boy. Is in the Chicago suburbs. It's twenty five. It's twenty five hundred square feet, and the lot itself is just under nine thousand square feet. It's going for four hundred fifty nine thousand dollars. Damn. It's marketed as a beautiful brick home with an updated kitchen and overlooks a huge backyard. <laughs> oh my god! It sure does it's overlook a backyard. A must see house. Not to mention of its connections to America's most prolific serial killer. Is it the original house? No, or they did they voodoo? I'm sorry, they that's what said. They pulled that and built a new one. This is the new one. It's very oh, nice. Pretty. It is very nice. But yeah, so um, of course people are gonna be like, "Oh, I lived on the lot where John, you know, John Wayne Gacy was." Of course they are. 
It says, hasn't been sold already. It says, after the house was raised in 1979, the vacant lot drew hordes of gawkers. Um, fans, documentaries, docu- documentarians, and even ghost hunters. A, Chica- a Chicago woman bought the land in 1986 for $30,544. Oh, damn. The, they built the house for her retiring parents, who apparently knew they had gone down, knew ha- what had gone down on the property. Oh, but my God. They still did it. So, you could buy John Wayne Gacy's land. And look where he fucking was during the day. I know. It was a clown. I know. Oh, my God. Oh, well, you want to talk about other things that people like to do documentaries on? Yes. Let's talk about Tupac. Tupac! He's still alive. I know he is. According to some people. I believe that. Do you believe that? I believe that Pac is out there. You do? Yeah. Well, this is so stupid because it it just is what it is. But this is from um, The Mirror. Okay. And <laughs> this was done on. Um, oh, mine was from TMC, by the way. Okay, mine was done on. Oh, I forgot to do what mine was on before. I think it was. I forget what the hell it was on. On that weird dude in that family. I don't. I gotta follow that because it's so fucking bizarre. I foresee a lifetime movie. Um. Okay, so this was on October twelfth. So just a couple days ago, and they're like Tupac alive in South Africa. As conspiracy, uh, conspiracy reignites due to new photo of rapper. And then the photo comes up, and I don't think it looks like him at all. You know what? That, is that a, does not look like him at all. That is a white person, and they're freaking all black people. Oh, no, that's definitely a black guy. Look. Yes, but the person who wrote this who wrote this and said they've spotted Tupac, that's a white person that thinks all black people look alike. That does not look like Tupac. That looks like him. It does not look like Tupac at all, actually. It looks like... Oh, here. Terry Crews and Tyrese had a baby. <laughs> I don't know, but they're like, there's this, whoever posted this picture, they're saying um, he looks just like him, and they're saying he, there has also been a finger pointed at mysterious prison records, which cited as proof that Tupac survived. I don't know, the blah, 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 like you just, Tupac. yada, 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 like on that Seinfeld. Like, Tupac <laughs> that was, was sexy, that guy right? is not sexy, and he's too dark to be Tupac. Well, it was a dark picture. Maybe, I don't know, but speaking of things coming back. But it is day. not him. So science, this is from sciencepagenews.com. And scientists now have the green light to bring back dead people with stem cells. What? Do you want to get zombies? Because that's how you you get get zombies. zombies. Yeah. Biotech, of course, biotech. Anything that starts with biotech is shady to me. (laughs) Biotech company BioQuark. BioQuark? Quark, like quirky. Oh, wow, okay. BioQuark has been given the green light to resurrect the clinically dead using stem cells. They're attempting to reverse the reverse death. U.S. Yeah. biotech. Oh, of course it's the U.S. It couldn't. If we're gonna start the zombie apocalypse, can we start it in like not the United States? <laughs> U.S. biotechnology company called BioQuark has been given permission to recruit 20 clinically dead patients and attempt to bring their central nervous systems back to life. They hope to eliminate patients patients need to rely on machines by reanimating parts of the upper spinal cord where the lower brain stem is located to potentially energize vital body functions like breathing and heartbeats Mm, we're gonna get zombies trial participants will have been declared certified certified dead and kept alive solely through life support oh okay all right so 
they're brain dead. Right. They represent the first trial of its kind and and another step toward the eventually reversal of death in our lifetime. But no. Well, no. See, I thought they were, like, clinically dead, like, in the ground, and they are going to dig them back up and no. see if they can reanimate them. Like, they're not really dead. They're they're brain dead. Right. They're so bi- their body's still okay. They're not zombies yet, then. Right. So the team who has been... <laughs> like, look, you see how I'm, like, right. making this okay. The oh, well, they're not zombies. The team who has been granted ethical permission from the Industrial Review Board of the National Institute of Health in the U.S. and it... And in India, to begin trials on sub on twenty su- trials on twenty subjects, is looking to recruit patients for its reanimate reanimate project. Is what they're calling it. Oh, as soon as possible, the team will first complete a a phase trial, referred to as a non randomized proof of concept study. This will determine whether or not they are capable of reversing clinical brain death through drug administration, nerve stimulation, and laser therapy. They'll also be looking at whether or not they can affect any changes in the menin of the brain. Mm-hmm. M-E-N-I-N-G-E-S. I don't know. I don't know either. That might be wrong. If you know the answer, could you please send it to us phonetically? <laughs> phonetically? Um, basically, in the confounds of the brain layers of tissue located between the skull and the surface of the brain. Specifically, the team will be investigating improvements into the patient's pulse, blood oxygen, saturation, and blood pressure and respiration. Okay, oh, wow. so here's what's going to happen. You're going to bring these people back to life, and then you're going to have to stick them in a box to make sure that they don't crave the taste of human fucking flesh. Because this <laughs> That's not is what's going to happen. This is going to start a zombie apocalypse. I swear to God. No, because these people aren't, like, dead dead. No, this says to reanimate brain dead. To bring I know, brain back. dead, but I mean, they're not, like, in, they're not in the box. They're fucking dead. But they're not dead dead. I don't know. They just, they're, like, they, like, you, you know, know lost their know? brain function. That Terry Shavo's parents are going to be pissed if they end up doing this. Oh, <laughs> don't say that. Oh, my I'm God. I'm sorry, but. Well, so many people are going to be pissed. I mean, look, I mean, I mean. <laughs> Think of all the stuff that's going on right now. Like, for instance, they have this woman. I mean, I want to keep talking about this, too, but this is an example of it. Like, they just came out with a clinical trial for a vaccine that's beating breast cancer. And they had oh, the first woman I who was saw that. down in Florida. And she's, you Way know. Way to be on the ball, Florida. I know, right? I'm like, so, oh, you know, lot, Florida, lots of crazy shit comes out of Florida. But she was the first one um, to do a 12-week trial, and she's in remission. But, I mean, so it kind of runs along the same lines as what you're talking about there. Like, these poor people that have had to, like, take their loved ones off life support for whatever reason. They have damaged brain stems or whatever. Um, You know, of course they're going to be upset. They're like, why couldn't that be around when it was my turn? You know, when it was my loved one. The same thing's going to happen with these people. Why couldn't they have come up with this when my mom died of breast cancer or my sister or my best friend or, you know, whatever. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't get behind this reanimation thing. I can't. I don't know. I'd have to see kind of like what I, happens. I, I don't. I think you're kind it's of thinking dangerous. of like. Because you're kind of thinking of like a pet cemetery with this right, thing. Right, exactly. But it's not quite pet cemetery. This is how you get a zombie apocalypse. I don't know. And I'm no longer with Ron where there was like an arsenal and a place to go and MREs stacked <laughs> Or a rocket launcher in my living room. There was a rocket launcher in the living room. So now I'm with Paco, but we have. Like, we have a shotgun and a couple handguns, but we don't have endless ammunition. I don't think Paco knows how to make ammunition like Ron does. 
Damn it, you might have to just become like um husband what what do you get? So you have like sister wives? Right. What would it be brother husbands? <laughs> no. I would just Maybe Paco would be like, Yeah, Ron's gonna have to come live no, here. No, here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna be like, baby, we need to gather your parents and your sister, your son. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna have to go to my old house. Uh, your and, old house, which is and, with my ex-boyfriend. And this is how we're going to get in, because Ron says Katie's his daughter. And <laughs> she's going to be like, you have to let them in, because if you don't, I'm not coming and I'm going to get eaten by a zombie. Right. So that's how it's going to have to go. That's how it's going to have to go? Yes. So I'll oh be, living, my we'll God. be living in that little ass house in Charlestown. <laughs> oh, my God. Mama mia. With everybody we love. And... No, everybody you love. No, Paco's family's coming too. I know, but Paco's family don't love Ron. They and Ron certainly don't fucking love none of them. We don't know that. Ron's a nice guy. He can learn to love. <laughs> this will be the first brother husbands. I know, because he's got a girlfriend, and she can have her love, and I'll take my love, and, and we'll keep it separate. Oh, okay. We'll definitely keep it separate. I love how you hands on that one, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> we'll keep it in, uh... But I, I know, I'm not okay with the zombie apocalypse, and... I mean, this is how it's going to happen. I don't know. I'll have to go back and look at Simpsons episodes because they, they always predict some crazy shit. If they predict a zombie apocalypse, I'm not behind this. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of you being like, Ron, we're going to have to come live with you right now. <laughs> I'm going to need you to make room. So remember how we were talking about um, I brought up the thing about how those women were – Writing in for Chris Watts. I think it was like episode 13. It's so hard to remember now. Yes, those psycho bitches. Those psycho bitches. But then we were like kind of talking about And you're like, well, there was a woman who was writing into um, Ted Bundy. No, she wasn't writing into Ted or Bundy. Or they became whatever. And like they had she a child married, together. She married Ted Bundy and had a baby. And, but originally we were talking about how there were women writing into Charles Manson and he was engaged twice in prison. Oh, right. But then you had mentioned that and I had never known that. Well, interesting story. That LED Bible wrote um, and published on October 17th. So, geez, just yesterday. Really? Was it yesterday? Because I thought I had this for a little while. Yeah. Okay. Did you um, say September 17th? No, October 17th. Oh. I thought I had it for longer than this, but I guess I didn't. I thought I had it for a couple days, but they're saying it was published on... October 17th, but for some reason I thought I had it longer. Um, Ted Bundy's longtime girlfriend and her daughter to speak out in a new documentary series. Yeah, it's it's the, his girlfriend Liz and mm-hmm. the little girl Meg? I'm going to say Molly. Molly. Um, did her you, name is Elizabeth Kendall and her daughter Molly. Right. Did you watch um, the Ted Bundy movie with Zac Efron? No, I had actually thought about watching it you this weekend. Really, if you're interested in that article, you really need to watch that movie. Because, because that, it talks about their relationship, that, right? That movie is from her her perspective. Okay. Well, it's interesting. It's going to be Ted Bundy. It's called Ted Bundy, Fall, Ted Bundy Falling for a Killer. I think what struck me about it was because I was like, you know, I really want to watch a show just on why these women do what they do. You know what I mean? Like a documentary on all these women who get involved with these prisoners and like, you know, like Chris Watts and Charles Manson and Ted Bundy. And, and now look, now here it is. Asking you shall receive. She's the one that called in the first tip on him though. Oh, really? When all the co-eds were starting missing and they said that the make of the model of the car and all that and where they were taking place. She's the person that called in the tip. And really? Even though she loved him and she didn't want to believe it, she called. 
And then still married him afterward? She didn't marry him. Or not married, but still got in there and... No. Man when, had a baby? Once he went to jail, she she tried to stay with him. Her daughter Molly was hers before him. Oh, wait. But who was the one who had the baby with him? Okay, so Ted Bundy married... Oh, God. Let me find her name. Well, while you're doing that, I'll read a little bit. Amazon Prime released a statement explaining what the show will focus on says Bundy's crimes from a female perspective, uncovering the disturbing and profound way in which Bundy's pathological hatred of women collided with the culture wars and feminist movement of the 1970s, culminating in what is perhaps the most infamous true crime saga of our time. Okay, so um, the baby's name is Rose. Rose Bundy. Okay, so that's the one he had when he was in prison with her. Right, and her name was Carol Ann Boone. Okay. 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 Now so, I understand what the difference so was. So Carolyn okay, Moon believed in his innocence. Okay. For a very long time, she stood by him. Was at all the trials when Liz stopped talking to him. Right. She came to him and was like, "I've been in love with you. It wasn't coincidence that we ran into each other the first time. I was following your trial. I want to be with you. I believe in your innocence. I've always loved you." Right. And that's how they got together and got to talking and all that. Um, there was another woman, and she writes crime books. Um, she wrote a book called Stranger Beside Me. And she writes, um, her name is, I think, Michelle McNamara. Oh, it's Ann Rule. Oh, I was going to say, Ann Rule's the, yeah, she's the big one. Okay, so Ann Rule worked with Ted Bundy at a crisis hotline. What? Yes. Ted Bundy used to work at a crisis hotline, and that's how she met him. And she also believed in his innocence until she did Really? Yeah. And A Stranger Beside Me is all about how her relationship, how she had this relationship, this friendship with Ted Bundy. No shit. Up until the day he died. What? No, she didn't. And Raul? Mm-hmm. I never knew that. See, now I'm going to have to, like, look it up. Oh, my God. What is it called? A Stranger Beside Me? A Stranger Beside Me. And we are... She was way behind on my favorite murder. Hi, Karen. Hi, Georgia. I am. I'm like super far behind. You know what? I like listening to our own podcast. I know that sounds so weird, but it's actually for some people who haven't listened yet. Like I'm, I'm going through a breakup, and it's been like you know one of those things where it's kind of like ah, you got to kind of go through your paces until you like get over it and you move on. And so right now, I kind of just want to hear like happy things, funny things, and I just listened to our podcast. And I kind of binged our own podcast, and I was kind of laughing through it, and it, it kept my mind busy. And then I started watching romantic comedies today, and I thought that would, like, put me in a hole, but it certainly didn't. I watched that movie After. Right. I don't know if you heard about that one. It's, like, newer on Netflix or something, and it's based on, like, two novels that some woman put out. No, Katie fucking canceled Netflix. It was really good. Did she? Well, I have it downstairs, but I'm always upstairs, and when I'm downstairs, Paco's watching some type of sport. No. So I, I haven't had a chance to really binge anything on Netflix. Were you so on Amazon Prime? She does. And okay. I, I have the password and things, but basically I just watch Hulu. Oh, I have Hulu right that's now. That's right. I'm watching Veronica Mars. I know that was like 2000 and something, and I'm way behind. But I'm, I'm catching up on it. And I, love, <laughs> I, I love me some Veronica Mars. Well, I don't. I just was like, wow, that it's just so crazy that we were just talking about it, and I'm like, oh, now look, now they're they're doing this, but um, remember last time we were talking about people doing some dumb ass shit? Like, I mean, remember before it was like, all right, the guy is like suing iPhone because he's gay, yes, in Russia, 
So we talked about that. And then there was somebody suing something for some other thing. I don't know. It was, they were suing Pizza Hut because their oh, ice cream wasn't vegan. Because they got ice cream. So we probably should start doing like our own little mini side ones just on things that stupid fucking shit people sue people for. Because that's that, fucking crazy. This one's a good one. Is it in Florida? No, believe it or not, I think it's it's in fucking New Jersey. Oh. And the the, the east the the upper east coast of Florida, I guess. This is what <laughs> call it. The Jersey <laughs> the Shore. The upper port, yeah, the Jersey Shore. Cabs are here. So if anybody ever watched Jersey Shore, cabs are here. All right, so Fox uh, Philadelphia twenty nine, which is our local. Um, newscast posted this um, like two days ago and it says couple sues Taco Bell for deceptive advertising after being overcharged ready $2.18 for chalupas <laughs> I was like what the actual fuckerson what the fuckerson so you know how they have $5 boxes uh-huh. at Taco Bell well they were charged too much they were instead of being charged ten dollars, they were charged twelve dollars and ninety nine cents. So, wait, but in Jersey, there's six percent sales tax. That was had nothing to do with it. Like wherever this was, it's specific that I guess because they're franchises, the small print is certain franchises may not come along oh. with national advertising. So what happens is they're like, oh, we got ten dollars. Let's go get some motherfucking chalupas. And they right. get in the car and drive all up there. You have to read the small print. You have to read the small print. Because not all McDonald's have Tropic Berry Sprite. <laughs> and I found that out the hard Well, then you should start way. freaking suing. Because it's fucking my, ridiculous. I can't bring myself to sue anybody. My mother loves to sue. Like, my mother will fall down in a grocery store and get, like, $500 in free groceries. Like, uh. Like Shut she, up. she does. She would. She loves to sue people. Me, I don't like to sue people. I want to generally believe that everybody out there is good. And yeah, I do too. After my last lawsuit with those old people who backed into me and then said that I rear-ended him yeah. and tried to get all this money out of me, I don't have any faith in humanity anymore. Right. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, I don't think I'm, I, I. No, I get it. Well, this is so bad though. So it says, according to law publication, top class actions. Nelson Estrella Rojas and Joanne Estrella said they were misled by Taco Bell's librarian TV spot featuring the $5 Chalupa Cravings box, for which they claimed they were charged $6.06 each before tax in May 2018. The couple asked to speak with the store manager who told them that individual Taco Bells are not subject to charge exactly what's advertised. The manager added the, that fine print in the advertising said that prices can vary. So nearly a year later... The grudge still remains, and the couple filed a lawsuit against Taco Bell and Yum Brands, its parent company. Yep. Their attorney, Dougal, Dougal, listen to me, I can't even speak today. Douglas Schwartz told, told NewJersey.com, you can't tell someone you're going to charge them $5 in big, bold print and then take it away with a fine print disclaimer. Schwartz added that the couple sustained an ascertainable loss in the form of time wasted driving to the subject Taco Bell, the gasoline expended to drive their vehicle to the subject Taco Bell, and in the amount of $2.18, which is the difference between what they should have been charged, $10 before taxes, and what they were charged, $12.18 before taxes. So what, are they suing them for 20 bucks? I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to get. You know what, people? Stop suing people for stupid. Oh, wait. No, listen to this, though. So this is how, this is how bad this fucking guy wants to do this thing. 
Schwartz said that he has spoken with at least 25 people who have experienced similar false advertising from Taco Bell. While it is $2 to my clients, Schwartz added, it is hundreds of millions to Taco Bell. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, give me a fucking break. Like, okay, you know what? Nelson Estrella Rojas and Joanne Restrella, you guys are fucking ridiculous, okay? Let me be the first to fucking tell right. you. You're fucking ridiculous. And you're exactly why people are so litigious in this society. It took you a year to stay mad about $2 and fucking 18 cents. How motherfucking petty are you? Um, This petty, apparently. And once Trump finds out. <laughs> once Trump finds out. Yeah. For the record. Um, How ridiculous. I've been overcharged. Like, not by that much. But I've been overcharged. Like at the grocery store and things that are supposed to be on sale that weren't on sale. And oh, I'll, yeah. I'll get home and I'll see. I'll be like, oh, Wait that was supposed to be this. Yeah. And it's like 40, 50 cents. Yeah. You don't see, I, do you? I'm not going to go back you know to the grocery Hold store. Hold a grudge for one whole year and then call this fucking guy because this lawyer, like, literally is hard up for cases, apparently. Well, apparently, the, the old people that sued me yeah. waited until almost the two years was up before they sued me. Oh, really? I got served papers on my birthday. Oh, God, I remember that now. And yeah. I was like, what the shit, these old fucking ignorant-ass people? And by the these time... These ignorant-old-ass people. So we ended up settling, and the... After all was said and done, after they paid all their doctors and all that, mm-hmm. that they went to, because I guess they thought I was... They were they hit my 2005 Kia Amante. Like, <laughs> what were you expecting? <laughs> I mean, it kind of looks like a Benz, but it's not. Oh, my God. No, I always thought they looked like... um. They look like Benz and Bentleys. Like, the front end is very classy. Rolls Royces? Something that Alan was driving around in there for a minute. Jaguar. Jaguar. It looks like a a Jag, sort of, to me, or something. Like an old Jag. you look up the 2005 Kia Monty people. It was silver. Um, What'd you name it? uh, Her name was, uh, God, what was her name? Jolene? I think it was Jolene. (laughs) (laughs) She names all our cars. They're so great. I love it. But... Mm. They hit this Kia Monte. I don't know what they were expecting. I had full coverage. Right. But I guess they were expecting like millions of dollars, like hundreds of thousands at So least. how much did they get? They didn't. They ended up getting like, after all was said and done, I think they had like $6,000 to play with. Oh my God. And they made it you? Made it your fault? They, they it made was your it, word against theirs? Right. Because they were old and ignorant and they just backed into my shit. And then I was like, he was like, oh, it's okay. I'm sorry. That was my fault. And he admitted fault. But they wouldn't come. The cops wouldn't come because it was on private property. Oh, when you guys were on the rocks? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. That's considered private property? Yeah. Because the parking lot is considered private property. So, yeah. They waited almost two years, too. Because people are fucking assholes. Don't sue people just to sue people. Like, Yeah, $6,000. Decent- I mean... They still have to count that, I would think, as, like, income. So they're still going to get taxed on that, too. Right. They have to get taxed on that. And, and a I, bunch think, of dicks. I think he got that much, and she only got, like, $1,000. But once the doctors got a hold of it, she had, like, 150 bucks left. Oh, like, my God. Like, my lawyer literally called me back it up, and he was like, yeah, this sucks that they had to, you know, we had to fine for them, but we were just tired of it. Like. Oh, my God. I'm glad that you just said that. You said bagging up. We say bagging up here like we're. Because that means, like, we're laughing really hard. Like, it is hilarious. So, to us in Delaware, that's what bagging up means. But apparently, it's only, like, a Delaware thing. So, when you leave <laughs> Delaware and people hear you go, I'm bagging up. They're like, what is that? And I'm like, 
somehow I feel like the bag, the backwoods hick of like my own life right now because nobody else knows what the hell that is. I got roasted on an entire thread one time. Did you see it? No. When you, I got but roasted you told on me it? about it. I, I got like... roasted. Like all these different people were like, "Oh my god!" I mean, it was a good fun. Like people weren't like totally, you know, picking, picking, picking at me. It was in really good fun, but it was like a twenty-seven line roast. They were really um, bagging out. out. They were like, what the shit, lady? What does that even mean? I know. So I'm like, that is so weird. So I thought it would actually be neat if people, if anybody from, you know, anywhere else besides Delaware, what what is it that you guys say when something's super duper funny? So, like, do you have slang like that? So to us, bagging up is from, like, what, the 90s? Yes. We take, It's kind of like psych. I haven't said psych in so long. It's like psych. And, and dope. Oh, that's dope. I know. I still say that shit, though. People still say that's People dope. People still say dope. Yeah, they still say that's dope. But um, if could you like send us like a and like get us on Facebook, a straight from the net on our Facebook page, and inbox us or send us a note on, um, email us at straight from the net, um, at gmail.com and let us know what some of the slang is where you're from, and we'll actually give you a shout on the podcast and we'll read some of them. So I thought that would be kind of interesting to just see like what other people do because I don't know this much. There's so many. Most of my friends are from here. So I don't really see any kind of like weird slang, I guess. So I just thought it would be neat if anybody has some some neat slang. Send it to your girl because I would love to hear all about it. I fucking love that shit when I hear also, about things that other people are doing. Also, everybody, we are not from the Hudson Valley. Um, we don't really have access to like their local news or anything like that. No, so we have to find it. If you hear something that you think we would get a kick out of in your area... You know, also email that to us at straightfromthenet at gmail because we would love to hear any, about your local news, right? Any, like local things it that are going have on. To be funny, like if something serious is going down in the Hudson Valley. Yeah, we'll talk about that too. We don't shy away. I don't shy away from anything. So, <laughs> well, if you want to talk about something really freaking heinous, because I haven't brought up a, too many crazy things, because like when you're already sort of sad, you don't want to talk about more sad shit. But I saw this and I was like, holy freaking ball sack. I got to talk about it. So this is from Fox 13 Tampa Bay. Of course, Tampa Bay. Florida. I know. We love fucking Florida stories. But um, man once accused of putting toddler in oven now charged with pouring boiling water on child. What the fuck? This fucking guy. He's a prime example of like put him under the fucking, like put him underneath. Underneath the jail. Just put get him, him out. Right. Put him in him. that $495,000 fucking lot that John Wayne Gacy put yeah, on. Yeah, put him there. Day. Let's just use that as like a catch-all for like nasty shit that we don't need in society Disgusting. anymore. Disgusting. So it says um, he was arrested in 2018 for putting a three-year-old girl in a hot oven. <gasps> and now he's been arrested again after allegedly pouring boiling water onto a three-year-old boy for oh. accidentally urinating on the floor. Oh. The Volusia County Sheriff's Office said that 47-year-old Terry May has been arrested on charges that he poured boiling water on a three-year-old boy. A judge issued a warrant last week on a charge of child abuse causing great bodily harm. He was taken into custody on Thursday morning. Deputies said that the three-year-old boy's daycare instructors noticed a burn mark on the child's back. An investigation was launched and revealed that May poured water onto the child after the child accidentally urinated on the floor. May was previously arrested in 2018 for another child abuse incident. He allegedly burned a three-year-old girl after putting her in an oven and beating her with a belt. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus Christ, I know. The charges were ultimately dropped from that case. As the sheriff says, they didn't have enough because it was May's word against a three-year-old. Bond's, May's bond is currently set at 250000 You know what? 
whoever let him out First because of, all, of this situation, you know that they're not sleeping at night. Why? There's no way. Why is it only 250000 Well, that motherfucker ain't coming up $250,000 getting him out of the house. Ain't nobody getting this motherfucker out. But I'm just like... So it was his word against a three-year-old's. Okay, well, I don't understand how that even happened, but let's just play, you know, devil's advocate because, you know what, there's so much going on with, like, law enforcement right now, and I don't even want to get started on it because my brother's a police officer and tensions are running so, so high as it is, so I don't want to get into that too, too much right now, but I just think there was a reason why they had to do what they did, you know, and we would be screaming, you need to do your due diligence if he was you know, getting it wrong, if they were getting it wrong with this guy. But this is a case where, you know, they, whoever let him go feels like absolute shit because now this poor little child, you know, got poor, you know, boiling water on him. So now they're like, you know what, this isn't, and maybe before they didn't have any other priors to go on, but now they're, he's showing a pattern of abuse. So now they got him and I'm hoping that they're just going to keep him. But somebody like him, they need to just put him under the jail. Because people like him does not, they don't, you know, they I don't, don't want him better. in our society. And they don't get better. Like, something seriously is fucking wrong with him. So, I've heard some people think that we just, we talk about a lot of, like, funny shit. And, yeah, we want to talk about funny shit because, you know, life gets hard. And this is why things like this in life is what makes life hard. And that's why we do this. To yeah, this is kind of what we do. Light. We do. But speaking of, I found something in the Hudson Valley. You did? I did. Hudson Valley couple wins $7 million. Oh, that's right. I think they did put it on the um. Life just got a little thing. more rich for this couple. John and Deborah Hansen are from Walden. Walden just over a, a month ago, their lives changed forever as they cashed in a big, in big time with New York Lottery Games, Cash for Life. The Hansons matched all six numbers drawn in the September 12th drawing of the popular lottery game, according to the New York Lottery's website. The Hansons purchased the winning ticket at the Stewart Shop on East Main Street in Walden. And after they realized they were big winners, John told the lottery he put the ticket away for safekeeping. I put the ticket in a safe deposit box for safety, and the feeling was surreal. The I lucky so. couple decided to split their one-time lump sum payment, and each got a net check totaling for $2,351,300 after required withholdings. Wow. Yep. The winning numbers were 10, 15, 35, 42, and 54 with the cash ball of three. Wow. Congratulations. Yes, absolutely. Congratulations. That is like really exciting though. Right? I mean, I'd be like, I'm rich. I'd, what would you do? If, what would be the first thing you do if you were to win the lottery? The first thing I would do if I won the lottery right now is buy new boobs. <laughs> Boobs. That's not true. What I would do is I would probably um I would probably I'm gonna quit my job. I don't think I could I don't think I would stop working. No, you know why? I quit my job. I'd start writing my book full time and I'd work on this podcast and stuff because I love doing it so much. And um if I think we, that's what I would do. I'd probably hire like a PR firm for us or a marketing firm or whatever. You know what though? If I won the lottery, mm-hmm. I would do the same thing. We'd be taking this bitch on the road. Oh yeah, I definitely think it would be fun to go on the road. You yeah. know what I mean? And like just meet like different people from all over the place and be able to talk about stories that are like, you know, happening within their community and then like just do our regular show. So I would always want to throw something in that's going on like, you know, local to them and then do like our normal show anyway. But yeah, 
I think that's what I would do. I would write books all day. I think that that would make this. you so happy. It would make me so happy. Oh, and I'd pay my house off. Oh, yeah. I'd pay Paco's house, and then I'd redo it, and then I'd sell it, and then I'd buy a house with grass on all four sides. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> with oh a five-car garage with a lift so he could have all the fun toys that he wanted. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Because where does he keep his toys now? Um, his he cars. Keeps them, he, he, he has a show truck that he keeps in the garage where his father keeps the food truck. Oh, okay. So I was wondering. I'm like, I remember you saying he has, like, he has, that's he has like a his bike, thing. and he has a show truck, and he has um, his car and his truck. Mm-hmm. Well, on a whole, like, different note, so I think on the last podcast, we kind of touched on a little bit of like my own little family secret that, you know, I was like adopted and everything. And well, but I was adopted via my father. My mom's still my mom. But right. um, anyway, so we had talked about a little bit about Thanks that. Thanks for stepping out, Mr. Russell. We love you. I know. I love my dad. I love my family so much. But anyway, so we were at the table one day and we, every other Sunday, we sit and do dinner together. Again, I'm up my parents' butt. I'm like, I always have to be with them. But anyway, so we're sitting there, and somehow I started talking about aliens. I don't even know how it came up. We started talking about aliens. And I was like, that's why they're stealing our cows or whatever, blah, blah, blah. My parents, let me just say, it, it was a hit for them. They were so glad that I mentioned it. I, I'm I'm sure tomorrow when we go to, like, the, you know, barbecue slash whatever that they're doing tomorrow night, that they're going to talk about me and my aliens and my cows. But now. They're not stealing our cows. Oh, I got proof right here. Oh, Jesus Christ. I got proof. It's happening. Uh, well, I don't know if it's proof of aliens necessarily, but it's about the mutilated cows. And there's these weird fucking things happening. And this is on major, major outlets. So NPR, CNN. People are like, what the hell's going on in Oregon? So this is October 8th. Oregon. You so everybody who never believed me, they could suck my ass. You know what's going on in Oregon? Kids are bored and they're mutilating cows. No, they're not. It's not. Th- there's no way they're doing it. Tell me about it. You ready? I am. Because here it goes. So in the early morning light. <laughs> Picture it. Dust. Picture it. Yes. Oregon. Dust from hooves creates a fog of Sylvie's Valley Ranch in remote eastern Oregon. Cowboys whistle and talk to their eager herding dogs. They're moving the cattle from one vast sage-studded range to another. Five young purebred bulls mysteriously show up dead on the ranch this past summer, drained of blood and with body parts precisely <gasps> removed. Yeah, right? It's El Chupacabra. Oh, shut up. This is this is real. Oh, crap. That's Christopher. He can't get in the house. <laughs> yeah, you go and lock the door. The ranch's vice president, Colby Marshall, drives his truck down a U.S. Forest Service road. Then we'll get out and take a little walk to where one of the bulls was found, and the carcass is still there, Marshall says. So coming upon one of the dead bulls is an eerie scene. The forest is hot and still, apart from a raven's repeating call. The bull looks like a giant deflated plush toy. It smells. Weirdly, there are no signs of buzzards, coyotes, or other scavengers. His red coat is as shiny as if he were going to the fair, but he's bloodless, and his tongue and genitals have been surgically cut out. Nuh-uh. Yes, but there's no blood anywhere to be found. There's it's no blood. It's Chupacabra. Or, it's not. It's, it's goddamn great vamp- aliens. They're vampires trying to be. No, it's aliens. Friendly. Why would vampires because cut out their tongue like and their private parts? It's where he's like, fish are friends, not food. Like, these people are like, hu- vampires are like, humans are friends, not food. No. So they're all bloodless. They're cutting out their tongue and they're getting rid of their genitals. Mm, you know what it is? It's not aliens. It is aliens. It's what not. is it? It's it's vampire bats. 
fired. You're fired as my friend. <laughs> you're fired, but like only for like five minutes because you're cute. So, <laughs> so theories abound. <laughs> uh, let's talk about like the deputies who've been working on the case. It says working the cattle cases has gotten dozens of calls from all over offering tips and suggestions. A lot of people lean toward aliens. Mm-hmm, he says one caller. What the fuck does aliens want with? With balls and, and this has blood. been going on for a while now, though. Like these, these, these things that are happening with this, and they're specific because not only is it happening now in Oregon. Get out of here, Christopher! If you're gonna pick on me behind my head, my son just got home from work. He was here for a minute. Oh, like, oh, was he? Okay. So, and it goes on to tell you, like right now, it's happening in Oregon, where a, a bunch of them. And this isn't the only ranch. They lost like five or six of them, and there's like a couple all over the place. But then they had other ones that happened five years before, um, or two years ago, I'm sorry, two years before, 200 miles south nor, um, near New Princeton, Oregon, one of Andy Davies' cows was also found cut up and bloodless. Two years before, like 200 miles away, and they said she and her husband drove concentric circles around the corpse, but they never found any tracks. Great. Now we're going to have either a zombie apocalypse or an Independence Day situation. All right. And then it says, back in the 1980s, one of Terry Anderson's mother cows was mysteriously killed overnight. Standing at his ranch near Pendleton, Oregon, Anderson points to the exact spot where he found her on top of a mountain. He remembers his cow lying dead, her udder removed, and so- with something razor sharp, and not one drop of blood anywhere. So this has been going on since the 80s. And in, all in Oregon. Not necessarily just in Oregon. It's, like, all over the place. But now they're, like, investigating, like, well, wait, they're starting to, like, Put these little dots together like what in the hell's going on and what would do it and like why isn't there any blood you know like where was it it's not like they can just pick them up and walk them around you know what i mean they're humongous and like even if they did like drain their blood somewhere else there'd still be blood somewhere sasquatch. and they don't even have it's not how would it be sasquatch um, all right so sasquatch over aliens really i yeah i don't i don't want to believe in aliens like like, how would you get the blood out? Like, I, I find this hard to believe. You know what? But they're also saying, like, earlier in the article, I didn't want to read all of it, that, oh, my goodness gracious. They also say that, um, I'm sorry that my phone just went off. They're also saying um, that there's no buzzards of any kind. Like, they don't have. Um, there's no birds of prey around the carcass? No birds of prey. No, nothing. And then there's no. Right, um, it could be the Grayman. That's what I'm saying. Something's very freaking weird about it. It could be the aliens, people. Write in. Let us know. Oh, my God. Are we already at an hour? God, we really? Oh, shit. We got to go. It's already been an hour? Yeah, Paco's on his way. Is he on his way? Yeah. Oh, my God. How'd that happen? That went by so fast. I don't know. But I guess I get good times when you're talking about aliens and dead cows, huh? All right. So, if you know, Jesus any, Christmas. If you know any cow mutilating aliens, tell them to stop because it's rude. Well, no, and you know what? This is Danielle speaking, and I really believe in aliens and alien abductions. Like, I'm here for it all day long. I believe in aliens, too. Our president is Donald Trump. Oh, my God. There's no way he's from this planet. I mean, if you've ever had an alien abduction story or an alien or a UFO sighting, please write in. If you've ever been probed. (laughs) If you've ever been probed. Look, I don't find it as funny as she's trying to make it sound. I'm totally here for it, and I can't wait to hear about it. So if you have any stories like that, you can hit us up on our Straight From The Net <laughs> Facebook page or straightfromthenet at gmail.com. And, um, I, yeah, I would love to hear that. Do you have any outgoing thoughts before we end? Like, I can't believe that just ended so quickly. 
Thank you, WMLD, and thank you for listening, and we hope that you listen to us every Wednesday at 10 p.m. (laughs) We're trying to make it big, people. I need new boobs. I know. They're so deflated. And if you haven't, you don't know about that one, um, that's because you haven't heard that podcast yet either, and um, you'll you'll hear that soon. You'll hear it soon. I'm sure she'll have many, many more things to say about her boobs from now on, but any old who but thank you so much for listening in we love you guys and um you can get us on soundcloud.com slash straight from the straight net. from the net and subscribe we love you guys and on that note just like my boots okay bye <laughs> all right bye